Hello, everyone. This is Elsie Holt, director, writer of Watchdog and the upcoming Time's Up. Thank you for watching Outside the Long Box. More peculiar than a brown dwarf gas giant tethered to a black hole. It's thinking outside the long box. Our enemies don't care about our feelings, so we don't waste our time having any. I did like how one of the planets is a dwarf giant. I was like, that's a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just a random game thing. (laughs) I guess dwarf giants exist. (laughs) We're not talking about, well, we might talk about dwarf giants, but we're talking about Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It's an American television series created by Akiva Goldsman and Alex Kurtzman and Jenny Lumet. Two plus two not knowing what it is, bitch. <laughs> a spinoff from Star Trek Discovery. It follows Captain Christopher Pike and the crew of the USS Enterprise as they explore you, new worlds throughout the galaxy during the decade before Star Trek, the original series. Yes, and they do. And it's great. So, I don't think that you're a giant fan of Discovery. I cannot... I, I'm pretty sure that's my rec- recollection of your thoughts. Your incorrect on exactly my thoughts on it. My thoughts on it are I am a fan of it. It's just not a Star Wars show or a Star Trek show. You're correct in that it's not a Star Wars show. You're right in that. (laughs) It's not a Star Trek show. It's like so I I watch like a lot of the after shows too because um, for some reason like they're not only making new Star Trek shows they're making like an after episode of every Star Trek show. Right. And I, I forget who it was but he said it perfectly. He was like where the well, and we've said it too. These other Star Trek shows have been very plot driven, where there's like a storyline and right. they're sticking to it, and right. that was never what Star Trek was, right? And it just took away from Star Trek, in my opinion. And this new show isn't only a monster slash alien race slash whatever of the week, but they're also doing. Which is what Star Trek kind of was, which is why you get this feeling of old Star Trek again, which is why it's really, I think, I, I, I think it's a much better Star Trek show than what we've seen. But they are modernizing it a little bit by doing some of these smaller plot lines, these smaller throughout storylines throughout the episodes as well with character development, and right. stuff, which is fine to do to modernize it and take it in a newer direction as well. As sticking with the spirit of the old show, right? Which just makes sense to me to do, and I think they're doing a great job of it so far. So that was that was actually my my first question is what you thought because you're right that immediately that was my thought of like this is monster of the week. I don't I've never watched Star Trek aside from Discovery and aside from the Star Treks that we've watched for the show. Um, so I'm not familiar with old like star trek and so but this felt different to me in from what they had already established in the new versions of what we were getting from the same characters in that world and so 
I was curious to think if you liked this better than Discovery, even though they're spinoffs and they're in the same universe, because of that fact. Because, you, I mean, you like you said, the first episode is all about the Prime Directive, which at that point hadn't yeah. been named Prime Directive yet. And so even though it has that small plot line throughout the episode, it is a Monster of the Week episode because they're, it's a, uh, what do they call it when they first arrive? First Contact. It's a First Contact mission. And so you meet these new people and you meet this new planet planet and I mean, it continues that trend for the next three episodes. Yeah. Uh, but you get little things here and there. Uhura, you learn more about Ahura. You learn more about uh, Spock. I mean, you learn more about number one. Uh, because she has a whole episode pretty much dedicated to her. And so it does feel like more of what you were craving when you talk about Discovery. Yeah, it's just the cool thing about Star Trek is that it's happening in the future, one. It's happening in space, two. And the entire show is about discovering new things. So every episode could just be random different shit. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. One episode, you're finding a living, you know, intelligent asteroid that might have seeded the universe with life. And the next episode, yeah, you're dealing with some kind of weird plague that turns you into a lightning storm. Right. It's just, basically, these are just like little short sci-fi stories right. that happen around the same central grouping of characters. And that's a really cool way of moving forward. Like, or that's a really cool way of doing a show that Star Trek had done in the past that I feel like they just haven't been doing with the newer shows that they've been doing. And if you go back and you watch the original Star Trek series, if you watch um, Next Generations, if you watch Voyager, which I think are going to be your three, or even... Um, Deep Space Nine, but your four big Star Trek shows. Right. Like, that's what they are. They're, ep- they're episodic in a way that, like, we're following this main grouping of characters throughout whatever we throw at them this week. Right. And that's that's cool, because you never know what you're going to get. And now you never know what you're going to get. You're, you're getting new forms of, like, sci-fi or sci-fi horror or sci-fi dystopian or just whatever. Right. Sci-fi fantasy sometimes. Right. You're you're getting a it's like getting a bunch of shows in one show. Right. And that's the cool thing about it. And not that like yeah, not that Discovery or Picard, which this last season of Picard was fucking great. It's I don't think it follows the same I think that follows one big plot line. It does. Though. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely does. It's not it's not Star Trek like in that way. Right. Um it's probably one of the better written Star Trek seasons ever. In my opinion. Picard. The last yeah. season of Picard. But it's not Star Trek-like. Right. But that's fine. It's just not – it doesn't scratch the same itch. And in Picard has to be Star Trek-based because he's Picard. <laughs> but with – I feel like with the – they didn't do themselves a disservice because you – I guarantee there's more following for it because they named it Star Trek than there would be if they didn't. But I just feel like Discovery just didn't have to be Star Trek at all. Right. Like, nothing about it was really Star Trek. Like, uh, aside re- from the characters. I mean, besides the fact that they called it the Federation and called those characters by the same names, like, they redesigned everything. Like, right. nobody looks the same. Motivations aren't quite the same. It's just like, it's not the same show. Like, they just call it Star Trek. What do you feel? <clears throat> so, I'm going to circle back to something here in a little bit, but what do you feel about Spock? in Discovery versus Spock in <clears throat> Star Trek Strange New Worlds because it's the same Spock, the same guy. 
Uh, he's doing a much better job being Spock. Yeah. Or at least he's being written better. Gotcha. He's, he doesn't come across as a Vulcan in Discovery to me. He has a lot of fucking emotions in Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> One of the more emotional characters in the show, which is not logical. That's not Spock. <laughs> uh, I never hated his character in right. the show. It's just it, uh, every time I watch it, I was like, why is this motherfucker having another emotional conundrum when he doesn't have emotion? No, and and for me, for me, I only ask because they're the, it's the same guy. I mean, they're in the same universe. It's just interesting to see how that progresses through two different shows that have different writers and they have different teams. And I mean, aside from Kurtzman, <clears throat> Kurtzman, yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I mean, he's he's. I think he's a much better character in this new show than he was in Discovery, as far as that goes. So. I, what I was going to circle back to was <clears throat> taking the feeling of Star Trek out of the equation, like how you feel about that kind of nostalgic wise. Do you think that the majority of shows can work like this show does as far as being episodic, as far as being not related really? Cause they're, I mean, they do relate to each other because they have the same cast every episode, but so far there hasn't really been a huge overarching plot. Do you think that those shows really exist, and are they even successful at this point? Because I don't know of many episodic shows that don't have a giant plot attached to them. Driving them forward. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think they can exist. I just think it's not a popular way of doing television. And that's fine. I think Supernatural started out that way. Right. I mean, they had an arc of, like, they're trying to find their dad, but it was real loose. Right. And most of the episodes in the first season really aren't about that (laughs) um, at all. And then they kind of then go on to, like, big plot lines in every season and whatnot. But I think you can easily do a show that way. It's just it's it's not the norm anymore, which is fine. Can you even think of us? I mean, aside from this, because we're talking about it right this second, I I don't know that I can even think of a show that does that right now. Uh, they have to be shows like Law and Order and stuff like that. And that's Shield. true. You're right. You're right. It's just like I think a lot of those I, Law and Order doesn't do it. Uh, Law and Order the 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 like Law and Order OG doesn't really do it even though they have some overarching things they don't do a drive through the season kind of thing but i think some of those other like shields and svu sometimes does it where you will have like a season that has an overarching oh, thing yeah, to yeah. it <clears throat> but you're right law and order a lot of those procedural shows are are that way and that's where you almost get like it it is in a sense kind of like a procedural show like instead of the courtroom or the ER or the bullpen, you know, you're on a spaceship. Right. And yeah, there, there aren't a lot of shows like that. I, I think, like I said, I think that you're perfectly capable of making one and I think that they can be great. And in some ways they are just as good in my opinion. It's just not the popular way of making I wonder something. if it's, if it's a harder thing to do. Probably because it feels like a new setting and a new monster and a new this or that every episode that is uniquely different from every single other episode seems like a much harder thing to do because you have to captivate an audience 
brand new every single time. You know what I mean? You have to trust that the episode before the next episode was so good that that's what takes you to the next episode and not the story. You have to you have to sell the characters, which is what makes it harder. And it's easier to do in Star Trek than it is another one because it's already Star Trek. Right. And like Pike is already a known character that's beloved to a degree. Right. So yeah, when you're talking about like harder, yeah, you actually have to like write good stuff. <laughs> and you have to have enjoyable characters that people are rooting for. Like Firefly was very much like this for a while. There is an overarching thing of like the big bad government getting in your way. But really, it's like a throwaway in most episodes. Right. Most of the time, it's like, what you know, new robbery is there this week? <clears throat> That's very similar. Um, and I think when it's done right, you get shows that are freaking people love, like Firefly, like Star Trek, right? Because it's so it's such compelling, new and different TV every week. So yeah, it's. Like I said, I think it, it probably is way harder. It probably is like way more time intensive <laughs> and way more like hit or miss too. Right, because right. Just because you think your characters are compelling and cool doesn't mean they are. So, <clears throat> but even look at like cartoon shows do it quite a bit, like South Park. Yes, Simpsons. You're right. You're right. Yep. Um, and they do it very well. But I think people are used to it in like cartoony. I don't know why. Like I, I, I guess I don't. I've never thought of that. Like why cartoons, just because they're animation in the United States at least, yeah. don't get a lot of respect as far as like being like serious, like story driven arced things. Like you're right. A lot of them are just slapsticky episode to episode shows. Yeah, I don't know why they don't get the respect. I mean, they get accolades and money. <laughs> Fucking Simpsons may never end. <laughs> South Park is on that same trajectory, it seems like. So, <laughs> First episode, we get introduced to the... I don't know how they pronounce it. I cannot remember. The T'Pring. Um, and we we get the, the Prime Directive. It was changed from the First Order, I think they called it. <clears throat> Second episode, we learn a lot more about Uhura um, and Spock. The third episode, we learned that number one is an Illyrian. I guess they are. They were modifying themselves to be more human, so they could be part of the Federation. I believe is what that the, this the grouping that they were on the planet to investigate was. Yes, as a culture, it doesn't seem like they are. Oh, okay, okay. Um, like it seems like her people are okay with being genetically modified. And she is, and later everyone else becomes fine with it as well. Um, but the planet that they were on was on that trajectory where they wanted to become part of the Federation. Right. So they were modifying their DNA and somehow turned themselves into lightning cloud people. <laughs> and then the fourth episode is all about the Gorn trying to destroy the Enterprise. I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, all right. Then I won't say anything more than that. No, you can. But I'm just trying that's, to. That's the episode. <laughs> You can. I just trying to think of like what things happened. Yeah, it's the, the brown dwarf. It's the black hole one. Isn't that what you said the first the introduction? The Gorn trying to destroy it with a black hole. That I mean, they're around the black hole. I don't know if they were necessarily trying to use the black hole, but the black hole was there. Fuck! I'm, like I feel like I've seen it, but I can't remember <laughs> any of it. I don't know. So I mean, but but the cool thing is you get. I mean, you got three distinctly different 
monsters of the week, right? That's what you're looking for. So I thought that was really cool. Plus, you throw in Star Trek shit like your Prime Directive, throwback to Ahura, like a bunch of cool little Star Trek-y things. So, <clears throat> and like they're just going back. I don't, I don't know. Everything about it is like going back to its roots. Like it's the ship is a big part of the show. Like just it just feels like they're doing all the right. The things that the fans, like, have asked them to do. Right. And, like, I think, like, they've... Star Trek fans got a bad rap because everyone's like, they're always bitching. It's like, they're not always bitching. They just... They like a thing for a reason. They want you to make more of that thing. And you're like, we're making more of that thing, except without any of the things you guys like about <laughs> it. And it's like, yeah, that's going to, like, not be what exactly what people want. You know what I mean? Like... Right. It just is. And I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think that I think the the big thing is just just goes it's so different from what's on TV anymore uh, as far as an episodic TV show that's not it is like definitely a, not the norm right right now. right so and I, I I mean to me Star Trek can be anything and that's why I like Discovery you know it, to me it, it can be whatever as long as it's in that world and it makes sense to me um, obviously not a lot of people like it uh, Strange New Worlds got a ninety eight percent critic score and an eighty one percent audience score Discovery as a whole guy has a 86% critic score which is really good um, but it's got a 36% audience score so the audience too, it, it take I think discovery just takes itself too seriously it's like somehow every important <laughs> event is based around Jesus Jeez, woo. leave some of the blessings for the rest <laughs> um, somehow every important event that we never heard of in Federation history is based around this one character who is the sister of a character that is in almost everything. <laughs> it's just like, doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> so it's like Spock, you never thought you'd tell us about your sister that like basically saved everything. Like what the most important person on the planet. <laughs> what would you rate this first season? I mean, so far I'm pretty high on it. Like I'm in the, I think I'm in the low 90s for sure. I think every episode's been great. I dig it. I'm I'm probably in the high 80s. Um, it feels very movie like too. Like it feels like movie quality. Sorry. I I think that's just TV really anymore. And, it is, and but not all TV. No, I but I, I think a, a lot of TV. <laughs> that's on. What is that on again? Like Paramount or Apple TV or some shit. I I think a lot. A lot of big, like Disney Plus, I, I think, made it with a Netflix, from 1999. <clears throat> I think a lot of these big companies are making TV shows that are just like TV, or just like movies. I mean, it just feels that way, because they have a shit ton of money. Um, so, <clears throat> you're low 90s, I'm low high 80s, we'll give it a 90. Um, it's, it's a good show. I mean, four episodes deep. I think it's going to be 10 episodes if I remember correctly. Um, so we're not halfway through the season yet. Um, and I would be shocked <clears throat> if we don't see lots of seasons of this show. You know what? I would be shocked if we don't see more discovery tie-ins or discovery characters. Oh, sure. I think that would be pretty, pretty wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, four, four deep, I think it's going to go through July, uh, or to the middle of July. So uh, go check it out. Go watch the first four episodes. I'm sure we'll recap once the whole season is out as well. Um, but <clears throat> Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh, TOTLB.com. Check us out. Uh, YouTube.com slash Thinking Outside the Long Box. 
patreon.com slash TOTLB. Uh, those sketches are going out soon. I think Doyle said he's waiting on a tube for his. Um, but otherwise, uh, check us out everywhere else. Go to TOTLB.com. That shows everything. Okay? 970-573-6148. Give us a call. Leave us a shout out. Yell at us. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, until next time. I've Tell been us long. how the Supreme Court works. <laughs> well, I know I didn't know. <laughs> I kind of didn't know. I just thought it was easier to hear it to somebody. I'm Doyle. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Right. Bye. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah!